Jasmine, would you mind reading? Right, we know the drill. I go yep, first. You go first. <laughs> it's becoming predictable. That's right. 14 through 52. All right, 43. And immediately, while he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, with a great multitude of swords and clubs, came from the chief priests and the scribes and the elders. Now his betrayer had given them a signal, saying, Whoever I kiss, he is the one. Seize him and lead him away safely. As soon as he had come, immediately he went up to him and said to him, Rabbi, Rabbi, and kissed him. Then they laid their hands on him and took him. And one of those who stood by drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. Then Jesus answered and said to them, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs to take me? I was daily with you in the temple teaching, and you did not seize me, but the scriptures must be fulfilled. Then they all forsook him and fled. Now a certain young man followed him, having a linen cloth thrown around his naked body, and the young man laid hold of the young men laid hold of him, and he left the linen cloth and fled from them naked. Okay. Okay. Fun ending. (laughs) (laughs) We won't start there. We'll start at the beginning. Yes. So what are the events that are, can you describe these events that are taking place right now? Well, Judas comes with a mob. And, you know, to me, this is like Judas' moment. He's important and he's even Mm -hmm. got this plan. The the man that I kiss, he's the one and um, bind him and take him away. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's got this whole plan and he's followed and he's so mm. important at this uh, moment. He's got the chief priest. He's got the elders. He's got the scribes. He, uh, scribes he's, got, he's got the temple guards mm-hmm. and they're all following him. And he's so important. Right now they're revering him. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they are really like, you know, Judas is our man. We're following him. But as soon as this betrayal takes place, he loses all value. And even yep. the 30 pieces of silver loses mm-hmm. all value. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's that just like strikes sin, me. That like uh-huh. We think that sin is going to do all this stuff for us and it has all of these great mm-hmm. promises of how it's going to make us feel and the power and the, you know, even for him, the authority right. that gave him, it gave him, but how empty it was. Empty, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, empty. he was disposable once yes. it was completed. Mm-hmm. That's really yes. interesting. Yeah, they were, they were exploiting Judas. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. But Judas was exploiting Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think, boy, you reap what you sow. Mm-hmm. It, you know, exploitation um, sows mm-hmm. exploitation, which results in exploitation. Yeah. Um, I also, it's interesting to me, like, um, when Jesus says, you know, why they came out at night. Mm-hmm. And in Luke, it says, but this is your hour. Uh, and I was thinking yep. about how they didn't want to do it in the day because they knew what they were doing was wrong. Mm-hmm. So he says, are you coming to me as a criminal? What Jesus is almost saying is, who's the criminal here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I spoke openly mm-hmm. during the day. Mm-hmm. I haven't done anything in secret. But here you are coming in the darkness right. so nobody will see you. You're coming with instruments of violence. I never had instruments of violence. You've got torches and you've got swords mm-hmm. and you've got clubs. Mm-hmm. You've got, who's the criminal here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not the one without the, the violent instruments. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the one, it's, it's, they're the criminals. Yeah, no, well, and two, like what you were saying about how this was Judas' moment and the priests, they all think like, oh, we have this coordinated plan to get Jesus. Mm -hmm. But he was in control of this whole situation. He said, well, this is so the scriptures will be fulfilled. And I was even uh, remembering back the previous, uh, last week, where where Jesus says in verse 42, well, rise, let us be going. My betrayer is at hand. He's just like, well, it's about time for Judas to show up now. I mean, it's like it's all coordinated and they think they have so much control. I mean, that's just what you see in all of this is that Jesus is 
That's a great Over point. it all, like yeah. so in control. Mm-hmm. I once um, was with a Christian psychologist, and he had this thing, and he said, there, where Satan is, mm. there will always be chaos. And if there's mm-hmm. chaos, you know the enemy's there. And he took this from James. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. said, um, you know, where the wisdom that is from beneath is sensual and, yep. you know, confusing and chaotic. Mm. But he said, wherever there's peace, like a, an order, he said, God is a God of order. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. even see that, that Jesus is bringing order to the chaos. Mm-hmm. And yeah. one of the things he does is I feel like he sends his disciples away. You know, I believe that the Lord... Um, kept them from bravery. Mm-hmm. You know, Peter's mm-hmm. attempt at bravado was just <laughs> yeah. confusing. I know, cutting yeah, off totally the ear yeah, of the random. servant yeah, of the was, high priest. It was, um, what do you call it? It was sabotaging. Mm-hmm. You know, it's self-sabotaging because it only caused yeah. more confusion. And Jesus didn't want that violence. He was protecting his disciples. Mm-hmm. In fact, in another gospel, he says, let these go. Mm, He's protecting, right. and you know why? Because only Jesus was to be crucified. Mm-hmm. Only yes. Jesus was to be arrested. And if he arrested. hadn't healed the ear of that servant, mm-hmm. then Peter could have been tried too, That's right. technically. That's so right. was, he was protecting him in that right. way too by healing. That's and, right. And I took that as kind of almost like a personal lesson in like defending ourselves and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, and yes. how often we cut, you know, and slander people mm-hmm. or just try to like get our point across. Or I'm going to, instead of letting the Lord defend and just the way and we're going to continue to see Jesus be silent before his accusers just Mm -hmm. the way he conducted himself so different than how we would just impulsively do something well and you see how ineffective Peter was like he didn't cut off his head if that's what he was aiming for he didn't stab him in the heart if that's what he was aiming for (laughs) but you see how ineffective his effect was to defend himself but then later you see when he's using the sword of the spirit and he's filled with the Holy Spirit in Acts Mm. it says when he spoke they were cut to the heart Oh, that's Ooh, so energy, right? Dang, so, so, so when he's being used by God and yes. led by the Spirit, he's got an effective use that's of the Spirit. Right. Mm, that's so good. You know, yeah. too, it always gets me that this is all according to Scripture. And Jesus mm-hmm. calls yes. him out and he says, you're fulfilling Scripture mm-hmm. and you don't even know it. That's right. You're mm-hmm. fulfilling the Scripture mm-hmm. and you don't even know it. Everything yeah. you're doing that's criminal and wrong. But it just shows the, the worse they are, the more righteous Jesus shines. And through this whole ordeal that we're going through, Jesus' righteousness uh, shows. And then I put as my takeaway Mm -hmm. is that he did not change who he was. Mm. Right. And, you know, no matter what was coming against him, he was still the same gracious, kind, Mm. man of peace. He was not reactionary. Mm. And he even brought peace to the mob. Mm-hmm. And uh, he remained gracious and protective of his disciples, mm. even in this ordeal. You know, they wow. say, like, yeah. you can tell more about a man, not when he's hired, but when he's fired. Mm. Yeah, how but he handles the measure of the man. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus under duress, here's the measure of the man. Here's the true man. Impervious you know? to the circumstances. Excellent. That was kind of like actually one of the podcasts we did, which will be coming up eventually. Eliza Davis George, I felt like that was something I really got from her life. Was that she was a woman of prayer. If the Lord answered mm-hmm. prayer the way she hoped, cool. If not, that's right. He has another plan. And she just continued to be, yeah, like like steady in the midst of circumstances. And I think of, that's yeah. because you're in the presence of yeah. the, the Prince of Peace. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know? Yeah, absolutely. That's excellent. Anything else before we move on? Oh, that was good. 
Yeah, we want his peace to cover us instead of fear. Amen. Okay, so day 74, right? Mark 14, 53 through 65. I know, it's my turn. It okay. is. Yeah. <laughs> they led Jesus away to the high priest and all the chief priests, the elders, and the scribes assembled. Peter followed him at a distance right into the high priest's courtyard. He was sitting with the servants, warming himself by the fire. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for testimony against Jesus to put him to death, but they could not find any, for many were giving false testimony against him, and the testimonies did not agree. Some stood up and gave false testimony against him, stating, We heard him say, I will destroy this temple made with human hands, and in three days I will build another not made by hands. Yet their testimony did not agree, even on this. <laughs> then the high priest stood up before them all and questioned Jesus, Don't you have an answer to what these men are testifying against you? But Jesus kept silent and did not answer. Again, the high priest questioned him, Are you the Messiah, the Son of the Blessed One? I am, said Jesus. And you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming with the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his robes and said, Why do we still need witnesses? You have heard the blasphemy. What is your decision? They all condemned him as deserving death. Then some began to spit on him, to blindfold him, and to beat him, saying, Prophesy! The temple servants also took him and slapped him. Mm. Man. I titled yeah. this day the Council of Darkness. Oh, Ooh. yeah. That's really yeah. a So good where council. was Jesus taken? Uh, to the priests and elders. To the high priest's house. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they said first, in, um, if you go to, is it John or Luke's account? First he goes to Anna's house. Mm -hmm. right? And then he goes to Caiaphas. And they this is probably more, yeah. Caiaphas' house. Okay. And he's and in those days, I think if you could see the um, architecture of what the high priest's house looked like, you would understand. Because you would go through a gate and you would be in this courtyard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the courtyard, Anna's house was two-story. Oh. But um, and every room had curtains. So um, they wouldn't put walls because it would be too much darkness and they'd want to let in the light. So the, the rooms were usually curtained off from the courtyard. Hmm. So the soldiers' barracks might be in the bottom part or other things. That, and there would be a fire in the middle of the courtyard where they would cook the food and do everything because it would make the houses too hot. Mm -hmm. And this is where the soldiers are hanging out. And it's believed that Jesus was upstairs because that was pretty much where the council was, okay. was in a room upstairs. Mm -hmm. But they say that the, the curtains were open as this mm -hmm. argument is going around because mm -hmm. there's so many people and there's you know, arguing, and they brought the whole council together. So everyone together. that was in the courtyard could hear what was going on in the council. So Peter mm. could look up, and he could see mm. and watch. Yeah, interesting. But as a Galilean, he didn't want to be recognized. Now, they mm. also said that it was John, uh, because John points this out in the Gospel of John, that got Peter into this mm. uh, place, this the high priest courtyard. Oh, yeah, that's right. And he says he was known to the high priest, and it's believed that... Um, P, uh, James and John's father, Zebedee, um, had a lucrative fish business okay. and perhaps even owned the, um, the, the fishing, what do you call it, factory? The dry, mm -hmm. the, where they dried oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the fish and made a delicacy yeah, yeah, yeah. 
which would be something that the high priest would have purchased. So Zebedee and John were probably known to the high priest mm. because of this delicacy. And so John had access into this courtyard. Not everyone did. Oh, and they were keeping out most people, of course, because they didn't want the other people to know what was going on. Right, because this, this was, was illegal. a secret, illegal yeah, trial. Yeah, this is totally illegal. There was not to be a trial at night. That's <laughs> in the law. Okay. Mm-hmm. There was never to be a trial at night, and that's when they're hosting this mm-hmm. trial. And so Peter, my dad did a sermon years ago mm-hmm. about never warm yourself at the mm-hmm. enemy's fire. Yeah. Never seek your warmth from the enemy's fire. Mm-hmm. So there he is seeking warmth, and he's in enemy trial territory, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this is just so interesting, like how I I just was like, man, I I got I I think that was what I was most struck by reading through this again was just the priests and the scribes and everything. And the fact that obviously this is such a sloppy trial. Like they can't even, you know, get anyone to agree. I read in a commentary, it said it's harder to agree on a consistent lie than to tell the simple truth. And it's so true. Uh These guys, they're trying to get everybody to orchestrate this this lie and it just isn't working and it's so interesting to me that based on that because they couldn't get all of these witnesses to agree they would not have been able to charge Jesus with anything especially right. anything worthy of death on their own accusations it was only when Jesus himself spoke that they had anything and so you see again that Jesus had control like mm-hmm. I'll give you this and that would yes. be what they would stand on because even their own accusations weren't enough and so Jesus allowed them to get to a place where they could accuse but, him but what culpability mm-hmm. oh it's, because yes. the word that Jesus says is I am yeah and you yeah. will see oh yeah you know and I mean I think about where it says that every eye will look on him whom they have pierced yes. I think at that moment yeah. hell will look on and see Jesus, and that the high priest, the next time he saw Jesus, was not after the resurrection, but the next time he saw Jesus, maybe from the vantage point of hell, Mm -hmm. or maybe it's when he stands before the white throne of Mm. judgment, Jesus will be in absolute control judging him. And then, of course, this also refers to Daniel chapter Mm 7, and there's a messianic uh, thing in Daniel chapter 7 where you see... um, the Son of Man coming on the clouds before the Ancient mm-hmm. of Days, who's on his throne, and dominion and authority mm-hmm. and honor are given to him. So the reference to the clouds, the mm-hmm. reference to mm-hmm. you will see me at the right hand of the Father and coming on the clouds. I mean, this high priest had to be shaken uh-huh. to the core. Oh, and do you sure. think this was reference to his second coming then? Is that what you're saying with the coming in the clouds? Um, no, I think it has to do with, um, I think it has to do um, almost uh, so, uh, solely with um, Daniel chapter 7, this messianic okay. reference. That is making it that, clear that he is the Messiah, that, that Jesus he is, is the, the Messiah. Messiah. You are doing this to the Messiah. Yeah. And okay. that the Messiah who is going to be the authority over all the world, mm-hmm. that's who you're the doing judge. this to. Yeah, the judge. you're trying to judge mm-hmm. me, but yeah. And even just him saying the I am, which is the name that he gave himself, that he said his dynamic name. It's not just Jehovah the Lord, Mm. but it's this ongoing, he's everything that we need, his dynamic name. And that too would have... um, Yes, reminded them of Exodus. If Mm -hmm. that's all they, if they only believed in the Mm -hmm. um, first five books of the Bible, then yeah. Now the Sanhedrin or this trial would have been mixed. There would have been Pharisees because we read later Mm -hmm. that Joseph of Arimathea was there, Mm -hmm. not consenting Mm -hmm. to anything they do. But some have said that this trial was just 
the Sanhedrin, as you're okay. saying, mm -hmm. at night. Mm -hmm. But the others came in the morning. Like the Pharisees came in the morning. Mm -hmm. And there is not I think a, it even says that in here. Yeah, there's right. not a full consensus. You know, Joseph of Arimathea, um, Nicodemus yeah, are Nicodemus, not consenting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, there's mass confusion in the midst yes. of it. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. something, Jasmine? Well, yeah, no, just um, kind of like as we're talking about like all the things that they should have been afraid of here. Yes. And it really just hit me. I was just like, man, it's amazing what lengths people will go to when their control and their power is threatened. Mm -hmm. um, I'm reading this uh, biography on Hannah Moore, who was a kind of a British reformer, and she um, started. Uh, Sunday schools for the poor kids. Oh, yeah. And it was amazing oh, the backlash yes. you got from yes. the upper class yes. because they're thinking if you empower the poor to be educated, they're going to leave their station. Yeah. And so there was this sense of threat. Yeah. And she got so persecuted. She was actually sick for three years from all of the stress. Yeah. Well, part of and it so, too was the yeah. people who didn't want to be separated from their children. And they called her, uh, they, they called her, um, Oh, they said she was breaking up families. I can't remember the title. Oh, yeah, and taking the, the excuses. The mm -hmm. But the poor, but the rich, the rich and the wealthy were very um, resistant mm -hmm. by this. And so you see just that constant thread when everybody and somebody's power is threatened. Right. They'll go to these lengths. That's like, whoa! This is just like. It's really scary. Like you said, he should have been shaking in his boots. Right. When Jesus well, and that was my thought about him too, is when his reaction that he was horrified and he tore his clothes, he was very self-righteous. Like he thought he knew better than Jesus. Yeah. He thought he knew better than Jesus. But yeah. in, in Leviticus 21.10, mm -hmm. high priests were forbidden to ever tear their clothes. Ooh. Really? Ever. So in many fact, laws are being broken they here tonight. Would and, and this is interesting because John Corson has a study on it that's fascinating. But he said if a high priest tore his clothes, then he forfeited the office of high hmm. priest. Whoa. Hmm. And we know from Hebrews that Jesus was our high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Hmm. And Jesus is about to take his blood and offer it up for the sake of all mankind to God. Hmm. And so at that moment, John Corson says, Jesus became the high priest. Hmm. I love it that. was given to him at that moment. Wow. Excellent. There's so much symbolic. Mm -hmm. There's stuff that's happening here. Anything wow. else as takeaways before we move on? Uh, just the um, demeanor of Jesus that mm. he's non-reactive, completely resolved, strong. And again, the same person and also the intentionality. Jesus knew exactly what he was saying. Mm -hmm. yeah. And he said it um, and he didn't hold back. Mm -hmm you know, from speaking the truth, even though it would bring on all of this um, violence mm -hmm. against him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that was my takeaway too, is just that Jesus, like you were saying, like when you're in the boiling water, like that's when you see who you really are, that's your right. character shines forth. Right. And that his life was a testimony of his love for people and for God and God's plan for salvation for mm -hmm. people. Yeah. And that was his goal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. He's resolved. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's good. Okay, ready to move on? Yeah, yeah. I was okay. going to say more on that later. Oh, you so, want to? Yeah. No, 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 okay. not right now. That's right. It's coming. Okay. So, yeah. day 75, Mark 14, 66 through 72. Now, as Peter was below in the courtyard, so here we see he was downstairs, um, one of the servant girls of the high priest came. And when she saw Peter warming himself, she looked at him and said, You also were with Jesus of Nazareth. But he denied it, saying, I neither know nor understand what you're saying. And he went out on the porch, and a rooster crowed. And the servant girl saw him again and began to say to those who stood by, This is one of them. 
But he denied it again. And a little later, those who stood by said to Peter again, Surely you're one of them, for you are Galilean, and your speech shows it. Then he began to curse and swear, I do not know this man of whom you speak. The second time, the rooster crowed. And then Peter called to mind the word that Jesus has said to him. Before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. And when he thought about it, he wept. Mm. Yeah. Let's comment on Peter's denials. Yeah. Interesting. I, I Well, what I saw here, it was like uh, just a contrast between Peter at this time and Peter later. Because yes. here mm-hmm. he's like... Kind of like what you said earlier so, with the yeah. sword. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Like he was just so... He's afraid of a servant girl. This right. little, you know, this girl just, you know, even talking amongst her, hey, I think he is one of them. He's just so defensive. But then you contrast that later in Acts 4 and 5 where he said, we must obey God rather than men to the authorities. He was That's able right. to boldly proclaim That's Jesus. Right. It's like, wow, the difference the Holy and Spirit makes. And women had no um, right. credence. Yes. Yeah, so why is he so freaked yeah. out? Exactly. Yes. But, yeah. but I think because, you know, he swears and curses against the truth. Mm. And I was thinking, you know, the cursing would be like, kill me if I'm lying to you. And Jeez. the swearing would be, I... I swear by my mother's grave right. or by the ta- by the temple, temple. Yeah. it would be by something else mm-hmm. and i was thinking he's lying you know and yeah. i was thinking about jesus said let your yes be yes and your mm. no be no for everything else is from the enemy and you're thinking whenever you have to prove your word it's because your word is not provable yeah. mm-hmm. so he's trying to prove a false word and mm-hmm. he's going you know too far and it it's not true yeah. Exactly. Right. No, no, I was thinking of like in Hamlet, you know, when he says, yeah. the, he thinks the lady doth protest too much. That's so right. I came to yes, yes, like, yes. Okay, he's kind of getting a little over the fact that, yeah, like you said, he had to swear and, you yes. know, it's like, okay. It's a little yes. obvious that he's lying. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, and kind of like what you were saying that your dad taught that one study, that was the digression that I saw. Like he followed at a distance at mm. first and then he sat with the ungodly and then he's warming himself at the enemy's fire. Yes. That he's... He's backsliding in this sense that he's, you know, going where he shouldn't be going. Yeah. But here's the thing I, I think about Peter, that he didn't want to lose sight of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Even in this true. place where he's denying him and stuff, he still wants to see and know what's going to be of Jesus. Mm-hmm. He still loves Jesus. Of course. He mm-hmm. hates himself maybe at this moment. But or he's, he's still, afraid. He's right, afraid. The fear. Yeah, but fear. he still cares about yeah. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just cares more about Peter than Jesus. And I think that's why in John 21, Jesus says, do you love me uh-huh. mm-hmm. more than these? Right. Because up to this point, Peter has loved Peter mm-hmm. more than Jesus. Mm-hmm. But he loves Jesus so much mm-hmm. that he can't leave. But I think of people like that who want to serve Jesus. But like you said, want to hang out at the enemy's fire and still find out what's going to go on with Jesus, mm-hmm. but aren't ready to make that stand mm-hmm. for Jesus. Yeah. yeah, That it's going to cost them. Too. Right. Because yeah. it's costly. Right. I was thinking too, the parallel account in Luke 22, where it says mm-hmm. that Jesus looked at him. Yes. And I was just like, mm-hmm. I, 2261. I wrote yes, that down too. Yes. I, I was just like, oh man, what a, and it made me think like, you know how, um, sure this has happened to all of us at some point where you're talking about someone you don't realize they're there even somebody you care about and then you realize they heard you and it's like I mean just this horrible like sinking feeling like Like, oh my gosh I know and just think and I don't know I never thought about that before it was like oh that must have been what he felt like Mm. like (gasps) 
Jesus knows he heard that I just did this. Oh my gosh, just the I devastation. I wonder if it's that. And also, I think Jesus was looking at him compassionately. Yes, too. that too. Like, that would be like salt Peter, in the wound. Peter, yeah. I told you. Like, Peter, totally. I know you better than you know yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think about how many times the Lord has spoken to my heart. Cheryl, I know you better than yeah. you know yourself. And I want to do something so noble and so amazing yeah. with a super good attitude. <laughs> and I find that I just fail. I mean, today mm-hmm. I just did the full presentation to Jesus. You know, Lord, take me. I, I, I present myself as a living sacrifice, but... I know there's like some issues in my heart. I just, you're going to yeah. have to fix them mm-hmm. because they're, I don't like it. Totally. But you and I both don't like it. So mm-hmm. could you fix it? Yes. <laughs> I was repenting yesterday while yeah. I was doing this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Like, Me oh. too. And I just, I love that about Peter that, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, but for the grace of God, yes. there go yeah. I. Yes. And I love that Jesus already set up a plan to yes. restore him. Yes. And yes. already had that, like, yes. where he could fall back to that and say, God has already spoken. He wants to use me. He has a plan for me. And he has a plan for each of our lives. He wants to use us. And he wants to set us back on that path mm. and restore us. Compared to we see the difference between him and Judas, yes. where Judas had this hard heart where he was apostate. He wasn't mm. looking to do what would please Jesus. He wasn't following Jesus. Even he from was, a distance, right? Even from yeah. a distance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. He was going about trying to please himself. And so that brings us to our opinion of Peter, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Aren't you so thankful for Peter? Mm-hmm. Yes. I am. I am He's so always been my favorite, favorite characters. Yes. Yeah. Too. And I think we all love him because he is in all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can all find a little bit of uh, Peter in us. And he has the I best agree. intentions, um, but he doesn't realize the weakness of his own nature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I just, I want to know the weakness of my nature. So I just put it under the authority of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, this is your responsibility, not mine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm under you. Go ahead. Oh, and to be patient with other yes. people. I think yes. of like, mm-hmm. you know, like um, CT Stud was crazy. But yeah. I remember when he first like went out and was serving with the China Inland Mission and he would do these wild things. But Hudson Taylor was so patient with him because he saw CT really wanted to do the right thing for the Lord, but he just came in and like totally went against the culture and all yeah, this stuff. Gangbusters. And he just worked with him. And yeah. that just spoke to me like, okay, being patient with people, like he has That's the good. right heart. He just mm-hmm. doesn't yeah, need to people learn. People who are following at a distance, maybe hanging out with the enemy too much instead of writing them off. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, having that grace and that mercy and looking at him with compassion, thinking, you don't know the weakness of your nature. Mm-hmm. And that's why we need a spiritual nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so good. And that was what I saw too, was that Jesus modeled what he wanted Peter to become. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, so the good. closer he stays to Jesus, then he's going to be able to follow yes, that example. Yes, rub off. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it'll really have an good. impact. Anything else before we move on? That's good. Okay. We're like chugging along here today. Oh, okay. Day 76, Mark 15, 1 through 15. You have a long passage, Jasmine. Is that me? Oh, mm-hmm. it is? Oh, whoops. Yeah. Okay, lost if track. Mind. Okay. Immediately in the morning, the chief priests held a consultation with the elders and scribes and the whole council, and they bound Jesus, led him away, and delivered him to Pilate. Then Pilate asked him, are you the king of the Jews? He answered and said to him, it is as you say. And the chief priests accused him of many things, but he answered nothing. Then Pilate asked him, saying, Do you answer nothing? See how many things they testify against you. But Jesus still answered nothing, so that Pilate marveled. Now, at the feast, he was accustomed to releasing one prisoner to them, whomever they requested. And there was one named Barabbas, who was chained with his fellow rebels. They had committed murder in the rebellion. 
Then the multitude crying aloud began to ask him to do just as he had always done for them. But Pilate answered them saying, do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? For he knew that the chief priests had handed him over because of envy. But the chief mm -hmm. priests stirred up the crowd so that they should rather release Barabbas to them. Pilate answered and said to them again, what then do you want me to do with him whom you call the king of the Jews? They cried out to, again, crucify him. Then Pilate said to him, why, what evil has he done? But they cried out all the more, crucify him. So Pilate, wanting to gratify the crowd, released Barabbas to them, and he delivered Jesus after he had scourged him to be crucified. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, there's a lot in this passage. Mm -hmm. So let's start out with Jesus's demeanor. What was his demeanor before Pilate? I'd say restrained yeah. and resolved. Mm -hmm. yeah. Those are the two things that came to me, restrained and resolved. You know, it's so interesting. It's so much harder to be restrained. Yeah. Then we realize, I mean, we look at it and I remember this one day, I've told you this before, but I'm walking along this, this, um, pedestrian path that bikes are allowed on and I have my dog, not Barnabas, a different dog. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking and I'm meditating because it's Easter week on the restraint of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Just thinking, oh Lord, you're restraint. And I just read this passage that day. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And this man comes up and says, woman, pull your dog in. Well, my dog, was right next to me and we were exactly where we were supposed to be. And he's trying to ride um, side by side with his friend. And he wants me like slammed into the wall. And I just looked at him and I said, he said, like, I think he said, tether your dog. And I said, tether your mouth. <laughs> and I realized what I said. Like I've been thinking like in glory, yeah, the yeah, restraint totally. of Jesus. And I've just shown no restraint at all. It just came out. It was reactionary. And then he said, shut up. Ooh. And I said, you shut up. I mean, it was so bad. <laughs> you just kept going. It was downhill like, from there. And I was like, no. And he's ready to wait. And I'm like, oh, I hope he doesn't go to Calvary. I hope he never recognizes well, and me. And so aren't these hope... normal responses that people have? Yes. And so Pilate marveled that That's Jesus right. was silent. That's he right. He had never seen anybody like this in right. this situation. Never. No one before him. And he right. had tried probably... Uh, by this time, thousands. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, for because sure. Because of the, the Galilean uprising and all these different yeah, things. Yeah, all these insurrectionists. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah and, others. And he was used to people, I mean, especially because it says they brought multitude of charges again. And Jesus right. could have so easily refuted all of these. It would be so hard, but and the fact that he didn't wisdom. grovel. Yeah. And he didn't, but yeah. Pilate was probably used to groveling, like, please spare me. Or and, he could you have know. used, you know, mm -hmm. such wisdom. Right. Amazing wisdom. Or the power of his words. I mean, yes, I think about easily. it in the garden. He said, I am. They all fell back. Yes. Mm -hmm. He's yes. got all of these, um, you know, um, attributes that yeah. he could have used. All these resources. Even like when they Calling were angels. trying to trick him into whether or not he was going to pay tax. Like yeah. he had the wisdom to appeal right. to Caesar. That's yeah. right. Like give to Caesar with Caesar. And he could yes. have done that here. Oh, right. he totally could have. With great wisdom. Yeah. He mm -hmm. didn't. Yeah. Exactly. And again, he's so in control. Mm -hmm. He's in control of himself. And you see these guys, they're just irate. You almost see them going, hey, you did this, ah. and they're just like a, they're, there's this madness to them. Uh -huh. And they're all like, you almost Ugly. see them foaming at the mouth mm -hmm. and just losing it. And he's just standing there. Yeah. It's just so obvious. Just and kind of waiting yeah. and like enduring. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I've been watching this with the news lately with everything going on in our culture mm. where I feel like there's a mob mentality right now. Yes. And like yes. this is the religious leaders got the mob to have this just crazed Rabid. thing where there was no truth, no reason. And we have to come back to like, we have to know the truth and we mm. have to um, just 
understand the truth or we can get wrapped up into this mob mentality. Exactly. Yeah. Even the church, you know, yay for the United States. And I love the United States of America. I do too. And I want the best for my country because the Bible tells me to seek the peace of the mm -hmm. place that mm -hmm. I live. Mm -hmm. But this idea of that, you know, uh, we're suffering. I mean, right now with COVID, churches aren't allowed to congregate inside. But you can't have NFL games. You can't mm -hmm. have basketball exactly. games. You can't have rock concerts. Uh, we're not being singled out. Bars are closed. Exactly. Which I'm kind of thankful and for. And gyms. Yeah, gyms. Yeah. So I think that idea of like being, playing the victim. Right. Instead of being the victor, mm -hmm. how does God want to use this? And putting out your hands and say, all right, God, here are the circumstances. How can I pray for Newsom? Mm -hmm. How can I pray for our leaders? And I think right exactly. now California is on fire. We need to pray mm -hmm. for our state mm -hmm. and for the people. I mean, I think God is saying, you know, people, there's a heavenly home. I read already 490 structures. Wow. Houses have been destroyed wow. in the different fires Wildfires, that are going on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right. Wildfires. Yeah. Um, kind of even along with what you were saying about like the mob mentality and how mm -hmm. it's so driven by emotion. And our right. culture today yeah. is mm -hmm. so driven by emotion. No but it's truth. interesting to see that Pilate's reaction to that was to gratify the crowd. And you even think of like yeah. the cancel culture and the yes. mob mentality yes. today. It's just it like, it's the so disappointing. Too. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. so disappointing when somebody goes against their principles and what they know to be right mm -hmm. to, to cave. Right. And so it's like, oh man, you know, just, but even just to do it the way Jesus just silently stands, mm -hmm. you know, and quietly just keep doing yeah. the right, honorable but thing. But here's just, the yeah. only charge that, 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 um, Highlight is looking for the only one that can stick. Are you the king of the Jews? Yeah. Interesting. Are you? Mm -hmm. And that, that would be the placard that would be above the cross. Yeah. Not mm -hmm. that he called himself king of the Jews, but that he, he was. is mm -hmm. the king of the Jews mm -hmm. and written in three languages. Mm -hmm. And then also the fact that, um, I mean, it's, it's, he, Jesus says it's almost the word it's, he's, what he's actually saying is you know it's true. Like mm -hmm. you, you right. said so. Mm -hmm. That's the confession of your mouth. You know something's different about mm -hmm. me, but are you going to go with your conviction or are you going to go with the mob? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like That's that really... verse, the fear of man brings a snare. Right. Exactly. And, and his wife in Matthew. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. She sent the note saying, mm -hmm. have nothing to do with this righteous mm -hmm. man. Yeah, because mm -hmm. she had a dream, dream. which is pretty mm -hmm. amazing. It's like, whoa, yeah. God, what's, there was so much going on night. here. Yeah, so many dynamics. Yeah. And just, yeah, so when you look at all of these people in this section, you know, mm -hmm. you have the mob that's just mindless and emotional and rabid, and then you've got the Jewish leaders who are just so, um, or sorry, not the Jewish leaders, Pilate, who's so weak and really uh -huh. weak and man-fearing. And then you have Jesus, just like you were saying, silent strength. You just see his superiority in this thing, like mm -hmm. so, so much so. It's just so obvious when you look at everybody else going in mm -hmm. their dynamics here. Yeah. Okay. Now, Barabbas' name, I think this is interesting, means mm. son of the father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's the Messiah they want because he's fighting. He's going against, you yeah, know, he's wearing an army helmet. Like, yeah. I'm ready to take down everybody. I read somewhere out. that he was considered an insurrectionist, yes. which would be a terrorist in yes. our But yes. the Jews terms. would have liked that because yes. he was against Rome. He was yeah. going to take down Rome by violence, hmm. by fighting, by, hmm. um, you know, going against it. But you look wow. that even his fight, you know, he killed people. Mm -hmm. You know, he had become a murderer. Mm -hmm. 
and in order and stirred up these insurrections. Crazy. And that fits there. Yes. But like Peter, mm-hmm. it was futile. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Peter, it did no good at all. Even after he was released. Mm-hmm. And again, Jesus is going to go to the cross for a murderer, an insurrectionist, and somebody unworthy. Mm-hmm. I know. I wish we mm-hmm. knew what happened to Barabbas. And men are going to make that choice. He, uh-huh. Yeah. Boy, that'd be interesting. I think if he did, we'd know. I, w- I would hope. But, I, know. Yeah. <laughs> I had I mean, one We thing. know about Paul, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. True. I wanted to bring out, too, that um, Pilate noticed that the only thing that they really had against them was that um, he could see they were bringing this charge out of envy. And he brought up that passage in James, and I just wanted to read it because it's just so clear to see the difference between envy, which is what is leading these guys to Mm. bring Jesus, versus the truth of who Jesus is. Mm -hmm. And so in James chapter 3, verse 14, it says, But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, don't boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but it's earthly, sensual, and mm. demonic. So their envy was wisdom from the enemy, from Satan, and yeah. it's demonic. It says right there in Scripture, for where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing will be there. And then the converse is the wisdom from above that's pure, it's peaceful, peaceable, it's gentle, it's willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. And that's the fruit of righteousness, it says. And that's what we see in Jesus. Just exactly. So, just so above all of the chaos, mm-hmm. like, yeah, and all of the... But again, like you said, there's such a contrast. I was reading, um, Matt Cotman um, mm-hmm. posted yeah, yeah. something um, a couple weeks ago on uh, Instagram, and it was so good. He said, what you write and how you respond on Facebook says more about you than the person you're attacking. Mm. That's a good point. That was, and we forget that mm-hmm. because we don't see a person in front of us. Mm-hmm. Yes. So the way they attacked Jesus, you know, their their hunger for like crucifixion, they're calling mm-hmm. for the cruelest, mm. most yeah. public yeah. demonstration. They want him dead, mm-hmm. and they want to watch him die, and they want to watch him suffer, and they want to make sure he's dead. Mm-hmm. No, it's that, overkill. No, totally. And that was what, yeah, that's, that was my takeaway on the next day, but I'm really glad you brought that up about the social media thing. Cause I was just thinking like the meekness of Jesus in this story. I thought for me, it's like, man, that should give us pause, like to really consider yeah. how we're conducting ourselves right now as believers and just the power of silence. I was reading Ecclesiastes yesterday and it says, um, a fool's voice is known by his many words. And I was just thinking like, wow, social media conduct right now, that's really important, I think, for believers to consider. That's such Excellent. a good phrase. It's social media conduct. <laughs> yes. No, really? I I'm think just that like, should be coined. Yes. All right. So yeah. I'm going to copyright that guy right yes. there because that this really should, I know I was like, man, this should give us all pause. Like, wait a second. Look at how Jesus conducted him and how powerful yes. silence is. You don't have to constantly be asserting your opinions and constantly be, you know what I mean? Right. There's a time and a place to right. take a stand, obviously, but is anyone really praying through that for the leading yeah. of the spirit? Well, if they lit, I think in Las Vegas where they're letting the um, the gambling casinos open, oh, not yeah. the church, you're like, yeah, you can see right. there's a time and place. Yeah, and leading by the spirit. But again, of, what yeah. we're saying is it showed the true demeanor of the religious hierarchy that they were right. corrupt. Mm-hmm. They were in collusion with mm-hmm. Rome. They mm-hmm. weren't. They weren't the Messiah. No. They were in collusion with Rome, and they were envious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what exactly. that envy led to, mm-hmm. yeah. just destructive so destructive and mm-hmm. defiling and corrupting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ready to move on to day seventy-seven? 
Mm-hmm. Can I just say, yeah. like, um, when we read about the crucifixion, it's hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just like, yeah. like you're doing this to Jesus. Like he's my personal I friend. I know him so well and he saved me and he's been so kind to mm-hmm. me. And I, I find myself almost recoiling every time I read the crucifixion. Yeah. I have this reaction and I always felt like this guilt until I heard um, Bill um, Welsh say that one time at an Easter service. And I was like, that's how we're supposed to feel. Mm. Like, oh Lord, it just here we, you know, yeah. to see it again, what you endured. Mm. You know, there's a real heaviness. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay, sixteen through thirty-two. Mm-hmm. The soldiers led him away into the palace that is the governor's residence and called the whole company together. I've actually been to this place called Gabatha. Um, maybe you have too. Maybe I can. They dressed him in pur- a purple robe, twisted together a crown of thorns, and put it on him. And they began to salute him, Hail, King of the Jews. They were hitting him on the head with a stick and spitting on him. Getting down on their knees, they were paying him homage. After they had mocked him, they stripped him of the purple robe and put his clothes on him. They led him out to crucify him. They forced a man coming in from the country who was passing by to carry Jesus' cross. He was Simon of Cyrene, the father of Alexander and Rufus. They brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha, which means place of the skull. They tried to give him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. Then they crucified him and divided his clothes, casting lots for them to decide what each would get. Now it was nine in the morning when they crucified him. The inscription of the charge written against him was the king of the Jews. They crucified two criminals with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by were yelling insults at him, shaking their heads, saying, Ha! The one who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. Save yourself by coming down from the cross. In the same way, the chief priests with the scribes were mocking him among themselves and saying, He saved others, but he cannot save himself. Let the Messiah, the King of Israel, come down now from the cross so that we may see and believe. Even those who were crucified with him taunted him. Mm. Crazy. Man. So this company, the word company that they called in the whole company, mm-hmm. that the Greek word is cohort or mm. what would be equal to a cohort. And 600 soldiers. Mm. So they're going to put on a play. Yeah. They're going to put on a play with Jesus at the center. And there's, mm-hmm. you know, probably these, you know, uh, maybe five or six who are entertaining the troops with this play with mm-hmm. and dressing him in purple and twisting this and pressing it on his head and circling around him. And I'm thinking though, that as they're doing this, as they're spilling out all their pent up aggressions, mm-hmm. all their hatred for the Jews, mm-hmm. all the hatred for having to serve in Israel. And it's all mm-hmm. being taken out on Jesus. Jesus is, is pulling to himself all the wickedness, all the yep. pain, all the rejection, all the evil. All the frustration, he's pulling it onto himself at that yeah. moment, taking it for the Jews yes. from the Romans. No, Go ahead. I, no, I had the same thought, just mm-hmm. that he was taking on every type of sin. You have the very mm-hmm. deliberate, insidious, uh, you know, sin of the uh, Jewish leaders. Right. And then these guys, they don't know Jesus. They're right. just doing it, like you said, for entertainment, just cruel and bloodthirsty because they're frustrated or whatever. And there, you know what I mean? And hatred, deliberate, but it's and just Romans, general yeah. yeah, hatred. And hatred for the Jews. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the a, Romans, right. like, they hate it. 
And then you've also got the um, Barabbas, which is the murder. Yeah. He's taking on mm-hmm. the punishment it. of the murder. Of, he's taking the, all the religious corruption and hypocrisy, mm. all of the evil. All the he's kinds of sin. He's drawing it yeah. onto himself mm. before he goes to the cross. Mm. Yeah. To take it to the cross. Yeah. And then... Um, when he when he stumbles, I think he was just going too slowly. And I mm. think that these soldiers got impatient with him. And so they they grabbed this guy, Alexander. Now the Simon. thing about Oops. Simon, Alexander's dad. Yeah, Alexander's dad. <laughs> right. Alexander Rufus's dad, Simon. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but they grab him and, and conscript him to take the cross. Mm-hmm. But something interesting about that is Rufus and Alexander show up. Yeah, in the book in of Romans. Acts. Too. Romans, well, well, yeah. Romans 16. Okay. Both, well, whatever. Yes. Yeah. Romans 16 is being part of the okay. church mm-hmm. in Rome. Mm-hmm. And so perhaps God allowed this so Alexander could participate and come to saving faith. I know. Isn't and, that exciting? Yeah. And his and, sons being leaders in the church mm-hmm. in Rome. And Cyrene was one of the key early churches in North Africa, Cyrene and Carthage and stuff. So you know. The Lord did something here to, mm-hmm. you know, get that church planted. So every single piece of this process, God has been touching little elements of it and mm-hmm. using even this. Yeah, yeah. The thing I saw was just the true humility. Like here, mm. these soldiers are mocking the king of the universe. And mm. he, like it says in Philippians 2, he laid aside his deity and he was he was okay to do that for our sakes. But just what, that is what true humility looks like. yeah. And even because we see, we know like from all the other gospels that there were so many prophecies being fulfilled here as mm-hmm. Jesus is doing this. I thought it was interesting that the main one Mark draws out is uh, in verse 28 that he was numbered with the transgressors. And that goes mm-hmm. to what you're saying about Jesus' humility. Right. Because who would do that? What human would allow themselves to be numbered with people that when they hadn't done anything wrong? Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to distance myself yeah. from transgressors. But they also said that it was... Um, it was a mockery to put Jesus between the two criminals. Mm. So mm. they're thinking they're doing it to mock because the idea is here's your king and right. here's his flanked by his yeah. subjects on each side criminals. by his leaders. You know, like here's here's your um the king and his counselors. Mm. Really and look, and they're his right criminals. Hand and left hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're criminals. Yeah, that's true. And he's in the middle of it. And look. They're totally powerless and they're dying on a cross. So mm. even the fact that they put him in the middle, yeah. but then it becomes so symbolic because you have the one criminal that we're told in, um, is it Luke's gospel or is it John that comes to faith? Oh yeah. The one mm-hmm. on the thief on the cross on the other And side. it's interesting because um, I read this, this sermon years ago and it said that um, we're on either side of the cross. We're both, we're, both sides are condemned. But one comes to the realization of who Jesus is Mm -hmm. and changes Mm -hmm. and is taken to paradise. And so he said, what side of the cross are you? Mm. Are you going to realize that Mm. you're a sinner and you deserve your punishment and look to Jesus for salvation? Or are you going to continue to mock all the way to death? That's so wow. It was so, powerful. so good. Mm-hmm. so yeah. many powerful things. Oh, so many. And even like yeah. the myrrh, the fact that he wouldn't take the myrrh, which would have yes. actually eased some of the pain. Killer. Yeah, a narcotic, mm-hmm. exactly. And mm-hmm. just that, you know, like, because like Hebrews 2, 9, where it says that he might taste death for everyone. Right. And he would take the fullness of the cup of, yeah. you know what I mean, all the I suffering. want to talk about Golgotha just one second. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. interesting because um, what we call Gordon's Calvary, he discovered this mm. Golgotha. And when they hewed the stones out for the temple, uh, they, they, this is probably for, um, 
uh, for Solomon's temple, when they hewed out some of those stones, they cut a road. And this roadway became a major road. So where Gordon's Calvary is, or uh, where Golgotha is, where we think, Mm -hmm. it was the intersection of two major roads. Mm -hmm. And that would be the typical place that they would crucify criminals because they wanted everyone to to see see Mm -hmm. this is what happens to anyone who defies Rome. Mm -hmm. This is your punishment. Um, Also, Golgotha is visible from the walls of Mm -hmm. Jerusalem. So people could stand on the wall and they could see it is also the apex of Mount Moriah. Mm-hmm. It's the top of Mount Moriah. But they cut it and built a flat platform for the, um, for the temple. So it's actually the top of Mount Moriah yeah. where, um, where Abraham, Abraham yeah. offered Isaac. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because they have this stone that they say, oh, this was the stone. It's in the, um, uh, the mosque. And they say, oh, this was a stone where Abraham sacrificed Isaac. Probably not because Abraham built his own altar. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, it was probably at this Mm. apex, the very place where Jesus was crucified, where Abraham had said, in the mount of the Lord, it shall be seen. It shall be provided mm-hmm. too. It shall right? be provided. That's yeah. yeah. So good. There's just so much there. There is there is there's so much. But um I was reading about when um Dwight L. Modi saw it. Mm. He was just so taken back. And the skull used to be really obvious. It was mm-hmm. also believed to be that skull. It's a cave. The cave where and this is so significant where Jeremiah sat inside and watched the destruction of Jerusalem. That's Jewish tradition. Interesting. That that's where he saw the burning and destruction of Jerusalem. And so the cave and what you're talking about that they think is where this took place, it actually has like holes that almost look like cavities that look like eyes and a mouth, so it looks like a skull. It used to look more like a skull. But it's it's a bus station and there was an earthquake and part of that skull um, fell. But it was yeah, during that well. earthquake that Gordon discovered the tomb that was right mm-hmm. next to um, Calvary, and so it became he was an he was a um, English uh, he was an soldier or, oh, and an archaeologist. He mm-hmm. was both, and uh, archaeology was kind of his passion. But he was um, a serviceman for England, and he's the one who discovered. Um, uh, the tomb and the garden tomb. yeah, the garden tomb. There's so much that we'll get to that. Oh next yeah, time. totally. Um, Jasmine, my only other thought on this, I was just looking at the religious leaders, and now mm-hmm. that Jesus is up on the cross dying, they suddenly feel emboldened to mock him. Yes, I was like, that's really know. interesting. You know, yeah, just only like, when he's exactly when they back. think they've got him. But it was also interesting too what they said, and this was something I got from your dad actually. Mm-hmm. Um, that Pastor Chuck said. Um, you know, like he says, like he others he saved himself, he cannot That's save. Right. Right. There was truth yes. in that yes. really more than they realized right. because right. yes, of course he could save himself, but if he did that, he couldn't save That's others. Right. Mm-hmm. And so That's it was right. just like, wow, he, you know, yes. there was mm-hmm. a profound truth. But I think also of the callousness of those who are dividing his clothes. Oh it was gosh. just business oh, yeah. as usual. Yeah, the totally. only value Jesus Heartless. had to them was mm. his clothes. Hmm. Like there's not like there's an atrocity or anything else going exactly on. Yeah, exactly. Well, and then you just see the mob. They first were following him yes. with adoring, like begging that him to do. Wasn't the not same the same mob. mobs? Mm-mm. No, okay. this is a mob. This is the rubble. They went and got all the instigators. They uh, got the worst of the worst. They got the ones who wanted an overthrow of Rome. Mm, Those yeah. are the ones they instigated. The people that hailed him. In fact, Luke says that they came later and they were. 
hitting their heartbroken. Sorry, they were hitting their chest um, and crying out at mm. what had happened to okay, Jesus. Okay, that makes more That's sense. That's true because at the triumphal entry, it says his disciples went. They with were the him disciples. Into the, yeah, yeah. And those were people who were crying out and calling about their healings. And that's that. Those people that you saw mm-hmm. or that you're talking about, mm-hmm. those were the very ones that the high priest. And the scribes and Sanhedrin elders did were, not want to know what they were doing to they Jesus. They were keeping them out. They did this, and Jesus gotcha. is on the cross by 9 o'clock. They did this yeah. before these people are even awake mm-hmm. and Able starting there, their yeah. day. Because remember, there's no news service. They're and not, it's the Passover, right? right. So yeah. they're yes. home. Yeah. Yes. So they're more, yes, and they're more... Um, well, they're they're in Jerusalem, uh-huh. but they're preoccupied, like you said, mm-hmm. with the Passover and all of this. Yeah, and they don't expect Jesus to be crucified. Mm-hmm. And news reaches them, you know, later in the day, and that's when they begin to congregate. But by this yeah, time, it's women. too late, Makes and it's sense. probably dark. Mm-hmm. So when that darkness falls. Nobody can get to the cross wow. and nobody can see the cross because of the tremendous darkness right. that comes on hmm. uh, the earth. So I, I wonder in some ways if God is keeping those people from the cross. Okay. And then too, I, I read this article on crucifixion. I just went back to it and it was, it was talking about um, how they would bend the, um, they would bend the legs up and then they would put it right through, um, right about the, oh, right. The, the- the, nail, yeah, oh, yeah, the nail, just a little bit above the ankle, mm. and it would have the greatest amount of pain. But that way, they could put both. Um, they would turn put so you'd be twisted. Yeah. and uh, it was Gosh. saying it was so horrific that it was not talked about in um, mixed company, and it was not talked about ever publicly. And that's why the Gospels um, each mention it, but don't go into that great detail. Mm. In fact, you even have more detail in Psalm 22 mm-hmm. than you have here mm-hmm. because of how horrific and horrendous mm. it was. Yeah, mm. and, they, and some, one of the a Roman historian had said, like, it can't even be mentioned that you would do this to a Roman citizen. Mm-hmm. Like, it right. was just so, like, this is just and they didn't so do it for to the Roman lowest. Citizens. And it's yeah, public, criminal. it's humiliating, yeah. uh-huh. it's barbaric, mm-hmm. and it's like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Let's move on to yeah. that last yeah. day, day 78, Mark 15, 33 through 41. And we're going to get into this. Yeah. The darkness. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. 33 through no, no, no. 41. Lead in. Lead yes. Okay. Now, when the sixth hour had come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which is translated, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of those who stood by when they heard that said, look, he's calling for Elijah. Then someone ran and filled a sponge with sour wine and put it on a reed and offered for it to him to drink, saying, let him alone. Let us see if Elijah will come and take him down. And Jesus cried out with a loud voice and breathed his last. Then the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. So when the centurion who stood opposite him saw that he cried out like this and breathed his last, he said, truly, this man was the son of God. There were also women looking on from afar, among whom were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James the Less and of Joseph and Salome, who also followed him and ministered to him when he was in Galilee, and many other women who came up with him to Jerusalem. Hmm. So what happened? I know you're alluding to the darkness that fell. 
Yeah. And then Matthew 27 adds that there was an earthquake. Uh-huh. And then all of these, all the saints who had died came out of the grave. I mean, it's just crazy what happened in that moment. The rocks. It was not yeah. a normal moment. And so because this is Passover too, it would have been the full moon. Right. So for it's there to eclipse. be, it couldn't be a complete eclipse right. unless this was a miraculous act. Did you ever, there's that scene in Ben-Hur oh, where God, Tirza, Tirza and um, Tirza's got, um, Tirza's Ben-Hur's little sister. Mm. And she's got cancer. And Ben-Hur hears about the crucifixion late, and he goes rushing there to see if he can stop it or do mm. something. And he's watching helplessly as Jesus is crucified. And he's brought his sister and his mother, like, healing. They both have leprosy. Mm-hmm. And so they turn away because they realize Jesus can do nothing for him. And he just stands there just staring at it, like, not knowing what to do. And all of a sudden, it goes dark. And this wind comes up. And... um they say, like, they've crucified the Son of God. And all of a sudden, Tirza and her mom look down, and they have no leprosy. It's like the best moment. Wow. And there's rocks awesome. splitting, and everything yeah, yeah. is like, oh. So even at yes. the cross, he has the power to save there's it. There's power yes. there. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I, I think about this darkness being palatable, though. Uh-huh. Like where you can feel it. It's mm-hmm. so Like thin. in the plagues. And yes. there's nothing yes. that can light it up. If yes. You, yeah. Okay, well, let's look at, we don't have a lot of time, so Mm, let's look at the reaction to Jesus' death in the temple of Mm. the centurion and of the women. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, the the, uh, curtain of the temple is torn from top to bottom. I have to say this real quick, though. Mm -hmm. Um, The word forsaken that we read, um, when he says, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me, Mm -hmm. is the same word used in Hebrews 13.5 where he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Mm. So again, we're saying he was forsaken that I might never be forsaken. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's a promise to hold on to. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And then I think too, I'm sorry, I want to go back to this, but I'll go quick. But my God, my God, why have you forsaken me is a reference to Psalm 22. And Mm -hmm. he's calling attention to the cause and purpose and showing that everything that they're doing is in the scripture. Mm -hmm. He's, He's taking them right to the scripture. And in those days, a rabbi would say the first line of a psalm or the first line of a passage. And the um, students had to find that. Mm. And so as he's taking this, he's announcing mm. and um, he's affirming his relationship with God. Right. My God, my God. He's not mm. saying God. He's saying, my mm. God, mm. I still love you. I'm still with you. You're still my God. Mm. No matter this wrath or the wrath of man, you are still my God. So I just wanted to say that just real quick. No, Excellent. That's, oh, darn. I just, I had a thought with that and I'm, and I, I'm spacing out on what it was. It was something about, my God, why have you forsaken me? Keep going. Okay, well, so we'll look at the first thing was the veil. This was another yeah. absolute miracle. I remember um, what it was. Okay, go for it. <laughs> just like you were saying, he was so mindful the whole time. Yes. He's quoting Psalm 22. Yeah. And then also in the King James where it says, it says he didn't just cry out, but he gave up the ghost or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like he dismissed his spirit. All right, it's time now. You know, it is fi- finished, like he says in John, to tell us die. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, uh, everything releasing. is going according to plan. I'm over it all. Yeah. Okay, so the curtain of the temple. Now go ahead. Yeah. Torn from <laughs> top to bottom. And it was exposing the holiest place. Mm-hmm. But on earth, that holiest place was empty. There was no Ark of the Covenant. When right. that curtain came down, they realized it's all been a sham. There's nothing here. Mm. But, you know, we see in Revelation that the Ark of the Covenant is with God. Mm-hmm. And that's where Jesus went to the, mm-hmm. two ta- the true mm. tabernacle um, to give the blood. But um, again, there's no more separation yep. between um, 
Jesus meant. Now, in Mark 1.10, when God speaks from heaven, mm-hmm. the word torn is the same word that uh, the, the heavens were torn and God spoke. And here it's the curtain was torn mm. from top to Which bottom. Which one is that? Is that um, Mark 1.10. Um, when Jesus is baptized and yes. God speaks when from Jesus heaven? Is oh, the heavens okay. parted. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so that word parted is actually torn. That's really Isn't that amazing. Yeah. That? Yeah. 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 Connections. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's a lot in Hebrews that... Um, you know, brings reference yes. to Jesus yes. making mm. access for us that we have a new yes. and living way through yes. Jesus. Love it. Yes. And we have in Hebrews through 4, it talks about, yeah, having bold access to the throne of grace, which yeah. we never had before. That's so right. this just opened up the That's way, right. straight way to God so through That's Jesus. Right. And I love the centurion Me as too. well. Just mm-hmm. uh, it's because this guy had seen. It's like Pilate seeing all of yes. those cases come before him. Yes. the centurion had seen a bazillion executions. Yep. And so there was something, and it says too, it was when Jesus cried out. And so some commentators wonder, and it might make sense that seeing Jesus just give up his spirit in that moment, there must have been Release. something in him that said, "This is the Son of God. This is different. This isn't yeah. like some guy just freaking think, out." So it's not only Jesus' demeanor, which I think is huge, but also the darkness. Mm-hmm. Oh, and of probably course. the wind of course. and, and the earthquakes. There's so that, much that happening. These things converging. Yeah. And probably yeah. there was a huge scream that came mm-hmm. as that. Because how how thick was that veil? Wasn't it like I a know? I think it was. Thick? It was super yeah. thick. Yeah, uh-huh. there would have been like yeah. a real. Low, that would have been super. They loud. might have heard it. You're thinking yes. from there. Yes, I think it probably Just sounded, and they didn't know if it was part of the earthquake. Another thing too, in John chapter 12, um, there's that verse that says, "If I'm lifted up, I will draw all people to myself." And so yes. you see, the centurion is drawn to Jesus. Yes, mm-hmm. even in that. And he's moment. the first Gentile convert. Mm-hmm. That's he's so cool. the first right? one to say. Certainly, this is mm. the kingdom of God to recognize um, the Son of God, the first one to recognize at the crucifixion. This is divine. So cool. And then we see the women. And no, and I, I love that's these women. really amazing. It's the women that are there. Uh-huh. Yeah. The disciples are gone, except John, we know, was there. And, yes. You know, was Peter, he would have been gone by now. He would have been off weeping somewhere, probably. <laughs> Real, I mean, you know, over what had happened. Uh-huh. But just that the women, for one thing, I thought of how. This shows how much Jesus meant to these women yeah. because of how he had elevated and given them value throughout his time and well, acknowledged Mary them. had had yes. seven demons yeah. and mm-hmm. the cast out. And who knows what her life was before oh. she was probably tortured. tortured. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. And she's yeah. the one who had said, who is forgiven much, loves much. And so mm. there's that deep love, right? Some people think that's her and other people think that's not her. Okay. <laughs> So, Either way, there is a woman there. The who, women yes. are the last ones yes. at the cross, yes. and they're the, the first faithful. ones at the tomb. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. Okay, any takeaways today before we wrap up? Well, I just put the crucifixion was brutal, public, and humiliating, humiliating yet Jesus bore it like a king in full strength. Mm-hmm. He brought dignity and power to pain. He brought dignity and power to disfigurement. He brought dignity and power to suffering. He brought dignity and power to persecution, and he brought dignity and power to death. And he took the emblem of, of pain and suffering and cruelty and made it an emblem of love and salvation. Amen. Amen. That's beautiful. Yeah. And mine was just, I mean, 
to Telestai that he just said, yes. paid in full. Like, yes. oh, I've done, you know, I've done it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we're good here. Victory. Yes. Like you were yes. saying. Absolute victory. And mine is just that that's the greatest picture of love is yes. Isn't it? Yeah. Is love for oh. And that we would wear oh, yeah. it around. Like they would never wear it before Jesus died on the cross. <laughs> like, Nobody would ever wear it. Like wearing an electric decorative. chair on yeah. your neck. But even the church almost immediately began to pick it up Embrace and it. put it on, mm. put the symbols of the cross everywhere. Yes. Yeah. So it began to even lose its power to, um, like all of those, um, who was it like, was it Nero that persecuted, uh, I think he was uh, said to crucify 400 Christians one yeah. day. Oh. But it so had you're lost, saying it lost its power in It lost Roman its times. power to intimidate mm. um, believers or that even the because they prisoners. the cross. Because they cherished mm. the cross. Wow. wow. Amazing. Wow. Beautiful. <laughs> okay, well... We are out of time for today, so we hope that you were encouraged today by all the things that we discovered in walking through. Send your stories in. Yes, mm-hmm. walking through Jesus' life. So that is her point. So next week is our last week of our Mark Challenge, and we want to hear from you. We want to hear your greatest takeaways from the book of Mark. We want to hear the things that God spoke to you that have made an impact that changed your life this summer. So please write into us at women at cccm.com or women.cccm.com. So one's an email address, one's a website. So write into us, women at cccm.com. All right, well, Cheryl, would you close this in I'd prayer? I'd love to. Mm-hmm. Lord, we're looking at the cross. We're looking at all that you suffered. And all we can say is thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Lord, I, I know and Paul says it is um, every once in a while someone might die for a righteous person. Mm-hmm. but that you would die for us while we were yet sinners. Mm-hmm. And that's how you commended, that's how you showed us how much you loved us. And Lord, we're like the thief on the one side of the cross, Lord. We were first mocking, we weren't esteeming your pain or anything you were going through until the realization of your innocence and of your uh, greatness mm-hmm. struck us, Lord. And Lord, we cried out to you, and you remembered and became mindful of us. And Lord, you have promised each of us paradise. Lord, we thank you for the gift of salvation. We thank you for the gift of grace. We thank you for the bold access to receive all the grace we need um, in whatever circumstance. Lord, we pray that we wouldn't take these things lightly, but Lord, that we would cherish them and we would cherish all that you've done as we cherish you. Thank you, Jesus, for being our Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.